and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. A vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we wanted to be able to talk about stuff in a smart way. And they are so dumb. No, not really. I'm just, I was just thinking about Mel Brooks, that's all. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me under pretty much most social media under that name, as well as the occasional birthday notices. Yeah, we got birthday notices today. I'll tell you all about them in a couple of seconds. And for those of you that are keeping score, yes, this is the 10th anniversary of my 39th birthday. Shut up, leave me alone. That's okay. International J- dateline. I'm allowed to do that. J- Jason Camo won my best internet friend today because he guessed my age correctly. It's 24. Hmm. 24. <laughs> you know what? I can't say shit. I am, <laughs> I am not touching that one at all. Nope. Not at I, all. I value that which hangs between my legs. And uh-huh. besides the fact that uh, you said that you were planning to be coming west here for that uh, convention, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the potential for bodily harm has increased. Yes, it has. <laughs> Good point. Let me go ahead and uh, make sure that everybody knows who we're talking to tonight. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card as usual. Good evening, Dallin. Good evening. Nice that you're all together so far. We'll see how that stays in the next weeks and months to come, eh? The, the, the crazy glue be holding cotton for now. Fair enough. <laughs> Just north of across the water from me. Good morning, heretic woman. Good morning. Out to the bottom and left a little bit out in the Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And south of me, where it is still freaking freaking cooled over there in Pittsburgh. Good morning, Joey. Morning. So uh, we are, uh, we're basically a couple people, as you can tell, uh, such as life, you know, nothing, uh, nothing unusual. Uh, don't know where, uh, don't know where under no tech is. Uh, and tech, if you're paying attention to this all, I'm really worried. So, you know, a little something, send up a smoke signal, a flare gun. You know what, where you're living right now, probably a flare gun isn't such a good idea. Come to think of it, the way things are going. And, uh, Joseph, well, Joseph is probably sleeping through my birthday. You know what? Screw you too, man. Screw you too. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, yes, birthdays. So, Heretic Woman, happy birthday Yay. to you. Thank you. Dallin, of course, happy birthday to you, although it's, it's really past. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, uh, as of the recording of tonight's show, it is my birthday. Yes. Yes. The wedding joke is uh, 39 years old now, so that everybody understands it is a running joke. I don't do it because I'm vain. I do it because I love the joke. It's Jack Benny's joke. I am 48, 49. As, actually, wait a minute. I turn 49 as of 1.15 a.m., I think it is, officially. So I, I technically, I'm on the 48, 49 point right about now. So it's close enough, I guess. One or two seconds is not really going to make any kind of a difference. But uh, the the 39 is an old leftover joke from Jack Benny, who is my comedic idol. If you don't know anything about him, it's fine. I wouldn't be surprised. He he died long before a lot of you guys were born, you kids. 
out there in 3025, whatever that was. Anyway. Get off my lawn. Exactly. Oh, oh man. That's, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. So for my birthday, uh, I decided that I was going to drink from my hometowns because I was born in Brooklyn. No, not Brookline, Brooklyn, New York, as in Kings County. Yes, Brooklyn is actually known as Kings County because there's Queens County and there's Kings County. That's Brooklyn. So I decided I was going to go with the Brooklyn Pilsner tonight. And just to show off that um, there's no hard feelings to the Mets fans out there, I have had this bowl that looks like it's a baseball helmet since I was a kid. This was an ice cream bowl long, long time ago in the 70s, and I've kept it ever since. You want to know how long ago this is? There is nothing on here that says if it's recyclable. There's nothing on here that has a year printed on it, so I don't even remember anymore. I All think I know that is- was a batting helmet for a chihuahua. It- <laughs> um, I, uh, it actually might fit one of those bobblehead dolls. It, yeah, it, 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 it could. It could. Uh, actually, I was just thinking that um, uh, Chihuahuas should be punted, personally. That's just <laughs> me. Crook, croquet, perhaps, for those of you that are a little more upper crust. The staff of management I love Chihuahuas. Advocate anything cruelty ah. towards animals. Yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine. Besides, I love Chihuahuas. They're yeah, so well, they, it, it, Chihuahuas are fine. I mean, they're... Yappy. They're, they're, they're rats. Seriously, they're rats. They, they, I've got nothing against the breed in particular. Um, I kind of, I, I take them like I take everything on a case by case basis. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the only one Chihuahua that I ever really knew liked me a little bit too much. See, <laughs> like liked your leg a lot. Was that the issue? Pretty much. Ah. That's great, and it's not just <laughs> dogs. That he- what I was gonna say, neutering would fix that, but you know, wasn't That's- my dog was not my choice. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good pun right there, too, all along the, the same thing. So it's not just dogs that he takes by the case. It's also his beer. Speaking of which, let's uh, let's actually open this correctly this time. That's better. Anything smaller than a football is not a dog. See, but, but that's why I like chihuahuas, because they're kind of cat-like. Anything that I can dropkick over my neighbor's back fence is not a dog. <laughs> Is a, is a good point for that. Okay, so for those of you that have been keeping track of all this, this is uh, this is five out of six beers, and the running tally so far has been beer, and that goes for all of them so far. It's beer. I already just took a sniff off of it, not off of the cap. I'm not that erudite uh, out of the bottle itself because, uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna warn everybody at this point, um, if it if it goes by what it smells like. Yeah, it's beer. We shall see. However, for Honestly, those of you, that- Shujan, mm-hmm. I think the only, I think the only kind of beer for you that's actually going to like you know make your taste buds say something other than it's beer is something called a shandy, which is a beer with a, a very heavy um, fruit juice additive. They're not bad. Ice cold, they're great on a summer's day, although I haven't found one in a very long time. But, uh, yeah, if you ever happen to find one, it might be a little bit different for you. 
Well, we will, we will see. Uh, what I'm thinking about is uh, when I finish the last one in this batch, what I'll do is uh, I'll try to find a way for folks to take a look at the beer wall that's available over at Wegmans out here and see <clears throat> what people have got to suggest for me to try out because it's entirely possible that, yeah, for me, everything is just going to be just. Have you beer. ever tried, um, have you ever tried cider? Uh, you mean hard cider? Well, any kind of cider. Well, yeah. I mean, regular cider, apple cider. I mean, uh, 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 three you might want to watch out for. Uh, Strongbow, Don't Angry think Orchard. That. Angry Orchard, and, uh, I'm familiar with. There's a third one, and I tried it last time I was in Pittsburgh. Um, shite. I remember it was a red apple cider, but I can't remember the name of it. Strongbow's always been a favorite in the SCA. Oh, and and Strongbow's got the uh, they had a taster pack recently. It was like a six pack with all these with uh, like three different flavors. Ah. And oh, they did one. It was like a, I think it was like a blueberry cider or something like that. Something dark and oh, I fell in love. I, I'm not normally one for like the the sweet tart drinks like that, but that one there, Montebanni. <laughs> Actually, cool. Uh, um, the, the the folks that are, by the way, those of you that are watching live right now, thank you. Yes, please take advantage of the uh, live chat feature. And I do see a bunch of over there, which I see uh, Stephanie, Devin, Trippin, and Trippin, and Trippin, and tri <laughs> Jesus, man. What a come, man. Uh, Felis, hi. Uh, Cameron, hey. And that's that's that for everybody over there at the moment. Uh, thank you. Yeah, they probably saw my eyes bug out because... Uh, Dallin, you surprised the hell out of me just now. You actually legit cursed. That was actually really impressive to hear. <laughs> uh, okay, the one I'm talking about, it's called Reds. R-E-D-D-S Apple Ale. Okay. Find it, drink it, and enjoy. All right, well, we, we will see, uh, we'll see what happens in the, in yeah. the uh, shows to come. Oh, and, and just so everybody knows, no, uh, I'm not being sponsored. The show's not being sponsored mm -hmm. by them. Uh, I'm going strictly off of what my taste buds told me the last time I quaffed that stuff. No, and that's fair enough. I mean, uh, I've basically put a, a thing out there on many occasions that said, look, I, I've not found a beer that I like, but I'm willing to try. So, so far, uh, so far, it's we're, yeah, everything we're, I've tried is just beer. I hate beer, but we're going to Nashville in two weeks. And Mr. Zach is positive that he can find me a beer I will like. Well, so we're we're gonna see. He he says I will like Belgian beer. Uh, actually, I'll go. Uh, you know what? Um, oh damn, I can't remember the name of it. But it's a it's a blend called a Dunkel. The um, pi pious monk Dunkel. Uh, as a matter, it's it's in the same family. Uh, and of course, what Joey's referring to is a drink that uh, he and I had <laughs> had a few of at the church brewery in Pittsburgh uh, last time I was out there. Uh, good times. But no, um, I actually, I know the one you're talking about, Heretic Woman. Uh, but again, I just, ah, uh, shoot. I have gotten absolutely loaded on that particular beer, too. Uh, more well, than see, once. I, I like sweet mead. So yeah. he's pretty sure like he what Zach says based on our conversation is he thinks that it's the hops I don't like. So he knows of some Belgian beers that 
either don't use hops or really low on hops. I don't know. I don't know anything about how beer dinger. That's the name of it. Okay. Okay. Um, and the strongbow. Yeah, it was, it's called the, the dark fruit cider. That's the one that I was trying to talk about. And, oh, (laughs) I I don't normally get this, uh, this crazy over alcoholic beverages. That one there, I would buy a flat of. Oh, and uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Canadian translation, a flat is 24 cans. Mm. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, while, yeah. So, well, the two would got, be bottles, but you know, flat. Okay. While we've got everything going on, uh, if uh, if you guys want to go ahead and uh, mute yourselves during the openings and uh, and type up the various items and put it into our group chat so that we can, you know, we can confer all these things, either uh, these items later. This way we don't lose out on it because if there's one thing I've learned, Tell me something during the middle of the show. I ain't going to remember. That's why I jot everything down every opportunity I can. Seriously, that's that's really the only reason why I keep doing it. Because, you know, brain thing, not not so good sometimes. Did you know that I'm basically a brain inside of a skeleton? Weird, man. Whatever, there's a, there's a, there's a thing with that. That's another time. Anyway... Let me get everything rolling. Oh, why is... Oh, that's why. Sorry. I have my timer set for a stopwatch on the screen at the moment because I was uh, checking through a script that I'm working on. Uh, that's a thing for another for another day, for another thing. So let me go ahead and get everything rolling over here. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Younger voters. Um, yeah. I'm intentionally dragging my feet. There's a, there's a reason. We, uh, we've had a lot of stuff been going on the last couple of weeks. And uh, younger voters are uh, a, a big part of that right now. Yeah. Teenagers. Kids who are young adults. 16, 17 finally coming to be 18. It's a couple of them who are uh, actually looking to become mayors, maybe even governors, because the areas don't have any age requirements. And, well, once one group out there in the Midwest got uh, three, four, I believe it was five teenagers, 16, 17, 18, running to be these high elected positions, that's when the incumbent legislature finally said, oh, um, damn, we should really do something about that. Uh, we should really pass legislation to say that somebody needs to be, you know, a particular age before they can do this. Yeah, that, 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 doesn't, take into, uh, that take, doesn't take into effect until after the elections are over. It's a good thing. Nice of you to try to close up a loophole. It's not going to help. It's not going to help, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, you know, there's a uh, there's a there's a buddy of mine. Uh, we uh, we we trade insults every once in a while. There's a long story about uh, database f- dummy uh, database database for dummies. Yeah, DB for dummies. I forget exactly what it was. There's a long story with that. Ask me about it sometime. But. Um, yeah, he he would have a he would have a, a great great laugh at this. There's there's a book out there for kids. Everybody poops. 
I know, I know, I know. It it, it is actually a legit book. You might have read it. It's uh, it's cute. There's also a corollary to that. Everybody dies. One of these days, I will be dead and gone. Eventually, in a hundred years, maybe less, I will not be remembered by anybody. And, you know, it's slightly annoying, but it's okay. What ties us all together? You. You. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to get away. I'm going to get away with saying it. You dumbass, age-old motherfuckers who have been holding people down, who have been dragging your feet, who have been saying, let's just stay the course, the status quo is good enough, who have turned a blind eye and a cold heart to the thousands of people who have been killed for no good reason in my country, students especially, first graders pretty soon you're going to be out of office or dead or both doesn't matter and you know what's going to happen the people that you've been pissing on all this time the ones that have finally said enough is enough the kids the ones who have been inspired the ones who saw Elon Musk say Let's launch this thing. Yeah, we could put any old payload up there, but let's put a car. Let's put a car and let's put a spacesuit in there. And let's put a reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in there. And let's make people wonder where the hell it is and look up to the sky and imagine going to the stars and dreaming again. They're the ones that are going to take over your place. And you know what? They're younger than you. And they have a memory of every dark day you turned your shoulder on them. And all I can say to each and every one of you, kids though you might be in relative age, but mature beyond your years, I salute you. I envy you. And I wish you something I don't for very many. Godspeed. It's episode 202 on the docket, Your Honor. Question everything. No, I'm not going to get the DMCA hit because I'm going to sing it because really nobody needs to hear that right now. Uh, we've, we like to label ourselves as skeptics. We like to think that we try to think things through to understand and that's the whole reason for this show we've said it on many an occasion the meta of why is a question even important to be asking never mind what the question actually is well over the last couple of uh, over the last couple of weeks there have been a lot of things that have been yelled about and screamed about especially as 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 we mentioned off the air just before we went live, that you know the flavor of the month is especially gun control here in the United States is what it is. So we're really going to go through and we're going to talk about why it's important to question everything, 
what should you question? What can't you question? And why it's so important to us for what we do. Why we've even got this goddamn show in the first place. Not that there's a God to damn the place, but you, you get the idea. I'm thinking of Steve Martin right about now. Some people get that reference. And yes, those of you that have got glasses on right now, yes, I damn thee. <laughs> Heretic woman gets the joke. At least that's what I'm hoping for right at the moment. Speaking of which, um, I did not get the opportunity of checking the news feeds. Uh, I have not seen anything recently on Rafe. No, I haven't seen anything either. Yep. Which is... Uh, again, as we keep telling you guys from week to week, sadly going to be a little bit more than norm than not. But sometimes no news is good news. At least sometimes the status quo is okay. However, as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, eight months, 17 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. My thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. We're still hoping for you, man. So uh, I'm going to be checking over the, uh, the live chat momentarily to see what uh, what you guys have been talking about, because I did see that, you know, in the corner of my eye that some stuff has been going on. But um, uh, before I go ahead and I go into my piece of it all, because uh, I did post some of it over on the Facebook feed for Holy Crap, the Vlogcast, shameless plug for those of you that haven't checked it out recently. Um, Dallin had brought up a, a piece about it all that uh, that was going to be part of it all anyway which is it's not just about the ideological positions that people have got on gun control currently. And it, if you want to go ahead and just kind of feed that out there, because that really is the overarching about the whole damn thing right now. Yeah. I, I've tried not to step too much into that particular circle uh, on this show because, well, <clears throat> largely because um I always think back to when we were, when we had um, what's his name on from Ask an Atheist. When he asked how many voices, and the answer, of course, we came up with was not enough. Every one of them. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of those voices lately these days have, if not been silenced, have definitely gone to chase after another shiny, if you will. And I actually just finished reading a, an article. Um, from vice, which I know I shouldn't because yeah, <laughs> y'all know why, but the, the reason it, it uh, pinged on my radar is because a friend of mine, um, was the one that uh, referenced it and basically had nothing good to say about the, the writer of said article, but what it brings to mind, uh, without putting too fine a point on it is there are a lot of ideologies out there that smack of religion. And it seems to me these days that the only difference between them and mainstream religion is that the word God is not used in them. But the sticking to your guns and shouting down any naysayers to said ideology, the pattern remains. Except these days, instead of being labeled a sinner, which is about the only thing a religious person can do to you, you know, like, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. Well, nowadays that has been, that word has changed now. I mean, these days, look, sinner, Christ, we own it. Don't we? Yep. Oh yeah. You know, we're, we're all heathens and shit here nowadays. <clears throat> but nowadays, now you are called 
racist, sexist, homophobe, transphobe, um, misogynist for those of us who, you know, are male. Um, and then, but, but eventually it all culminates to one of two Nazi and bigot. And this is for just going, um, and that's it. You get yeah. that far and you get shut down. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, honest sorry, to God, go no, no, like, sorry. Calling people a Nazi. I'm sorry. That one raises a huge red flag for me. Why? Because I am one generation removed from the generation that fought back against those sons of bitches. Yes, mm -hmm. Joe, my father was in the army fighting the actual Nazis. I know. I'm sorry. Just you had a look on your face. Just like, no, what, really? This, this one just. Yeah. He's a cutie. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but no, yeah. but, but to my point, my, my father witnessed firsthand what a real Nazi was. He felt a real Nazi beat the shit out of him. He was a, the head of the Gestapo there. So when I hear some green haired, blue eye shadowed, black lipsticked thing, um, start throwing that word around. It does raise my hackles a little bit. And it also, in my opinion, invalidates any argument you decide to say. Because if that's if that's your defensive position, then you actually have no platform to stand on, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the problem that I ended up with. And uh, like I said, uh, the most recent thing that I had posted over in the the Facebook feed for us, uh, I got to trying to talk with somebody who I went to high school with. Fortunately, was not. Ex wasn't a dick to me then he, he was he was an upperclassman so you know you had a little fun with the with the youngers uh, okay but um i tried to say okay can we even have the discussion and that was slammed completely past point 12 on the gauge yeah and and it was well you your entire answer is to take guns away from everybody um okay first off that's not what i was talking about uh, B, why would that be such a problem anyway? Because, mm -hmm. see, you saying that it doesn't work, um, we got some friends who are down in Aussie way who will tell you, uh, yeah, if you can find a gun, it's probably going to be on a police officer, if they've got one, and if you can get away from him, which, by the way, um, genetically speaking, they're all convicts, remember? So yeah. keep that in mind. Um, the best you can do if you wrestle away a gun from an Aussie police officer, the best you can do is have an 11 bullet paperweight because all they're going to have is like 11 bullets and that's it. The only way to get new bullets is to either get them from the police department who spoilers ain't going to give them voluntarily or the manufacturer spoilers c part b above you know so for those that say you know can't be done okay whether that's true or not isn't the issue the issue is you've completely closed down an avenue of discussion before you've even sat down at the table 
And it's because of more freedom, yeah. more rights, more mm -hmm. constitution, but which I find very interesting that, you know, a lot of these people will, they'll, they'll go after that right, you know, as much as they can. But then you start talking first amendment or some of the other amendments that uh, they just want to, they basically want to piss all over. And I was like, yeah, yeah, way to cherry pick that one there, buddy. Yeah. Okay. J just that we, just that we know so that you guys know, and I don't forget because uh, chances are I will forget. I want to come back around to that a little bit later because there is a piece that I had to talk to somebody through and I didn't get the chance to properly uh, explain that piece. So uh, remember, re somebody remind me before we get done uh, that uh, I need to, uh, I need to hit the whole thing about what amendments are good and what amendments are bad. Okay. So anyway, um, now, yes, uh, the gun control thing is the piece that's been really coloring the whole damn thing recently and, and most vividly. But as Dallin was saying, this is something that is incredibly, uh, incredibly visceral when we start dealing with the religion aspect as well. And because we are getting more and more people who have been viewing and, and watching and whatnot, I want folks to know before you get, uh, before we accidentally step on somebody's toes or kick somebody's puppy accidentally except for heretic women because you know this little this little itty bitty teeny saying nah man i'm but sorry they deserve all day long well, <laughs> look look she gets something in her crosshairs that she's going to kick scratch bite and yell at i'm <laughs> stepping out of the way and grabbing my popcorn because this is going to be good okay yeah, <laughs> That's that's why I brought my furry ambassador co-host along because you know everybody needs something to smile about and just for everybody um well actually kind of brought himself along but this is my roommate's cat yeah uh, this is Joey not to be confused with Joey um, <laughs> he was named Joey long before I entered the picture oh okay, um, you know you, you just answered my question about that because I was thinking just knowing your roommate uh, in so much as I do no, nothing to do with me. Okay, yeah, I just thought um, there might have been some spite there. He he is blind, or at oh. least like mostly blind. Doesn't really care because he thinks he's a dog. Aww. Hence why he licks me. Well, I like he, he sits there with his little tongue hanging out. Yes, he, <laughs> he, he, he me the video of the barking cat. He he does the whole. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I find that so adorable. He's beautiful. But as Siamese. Yeah, he's Siamese. Yeah. If you please. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, yes, I am the token, I like my guns, I like my rats, I like my freedom uh, individual here. But even I have to admit when there's something terribly, terribly wrong. Isn't that right? Oh, as long as you're getting jerky, you don't care. Well, <laughs> Joe, maybe you can answer this question for me because I, I saw this shortly after i mean because as soon as one of these things happens of course the well first the nra steps up you know the whole my cold dead hands uh then the gun nuts step up and i, I don't mean people like you i mean people who um uh, they love their guns but they have absolutely no concept of what it is they're holding in their hands yeah um well, there was a meme. There was something that came on on Facebook. It showed the AR-15 and its specifications, what it fired, its rate of fire, the size of its magazine, and everything else. And then underneath it, it showed another rifle. I can't remember the name of it, but the specs were identical. 
But the difference between the two of them, one looked like something out of G.I. Joe, and the other one looked like something you'd go hunting moose with. And I say moose because I'm Canadian. Screw you. Um, <laughs> well, also considering, I, I would expect that with a moose, you're going to need some extra bullets. Well, no. If you're a good enough moose hunter. Well, yes, yes. I with, what, with what you're comparing, um, it sounds an awful lot like one that is often tossed out there, which is called the Ruger 1022. Uh, it is a magazine fed uh, 22 caliber long rifle uh, that uses a so very, very much a uh, cylindrical magazine, but um, it's uh, spring loaded and it loads up. But under many state laws, as far as regarding assault weapons, it's considered an assault weapon. You use it for killing squirrels. Yeah. But the thing is, these 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 bands, these these this witch hunt after going after the AR-15. Okay, fine. But there's another gun out there that does exactly the same thing, but it looks like a hunting rifle, not like an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. So and, again, this is a witch hunt. Well, yeah, and you know, there's also the whole idea of any semi-automatic firearm can be effectively turned into a fully automatic firearm with the modification of like one or two parts or adding a bump stock or anything of that matter. Yeah. Um, I knew a guy who did that to, to one of his, he had a 22 and he was able to do something to the trigger that when he pulled it, it would spray it. Standing, standing aside from the individuals who perpetrate these crimes. I don't want to, I don't want to in any way belittle the plight of the victims or the individuals whose mental health led them to this, you know, but I do want to step aside from it and look at the individual, uh, the groups and individuals who are speaking out as far as guns are concerned. And as, this is as a gun owner, uh, myself, you have the reasonable gun owner, the responsible gun owner, but then you also have the person. Look, a gun is a tool. It's a tool for one specific purpose, and it's a terrible purpose, and it does terrible things. But it is, in the end, a tool that acts as a extension of the wielder's uh, abilities. There are those who like guns. For example, myself, I like guns. I love guns. I respect guns. I respect what they do. But then there are those who love their guns more than they love their fellow man. And I think that's probably the biggest issue we have, because even if you're going to argue, as I have argued in the past, that, you know, guns are part of our Constitution because it's a means for the civilian population to defend the rights that are in that Constitution. Technically not in the Constitution, it's in the Bill of Rights, but moving on. Um <laughs> And if we're going to, if we're going to get pedantic, but you kind of have to these days, 
but the whole idea is that it's meant to safeguard the rights of not just yourself, but also your neighbors. Uh, you know, Pendula and uh, uh, Penn and Teller did a wonderful episode of bullshit. It's a, it's a TV show name. So, you know, I'm not using the, but they did one specifically on the second amendment. And they asked, they posed the question at the end of the episode. When you can't trust on, when you can't trust the military and you can't trust police, who do you turn to? Well, the responsible gun toting Americans around us, but that's the thing. Just how many Americans are responsible? Yeah, I was gonna say how many Americans are reasonable, and how do you tell which are which? Well, I think about the article. Um, there, there was a news article I read, um, and I just reread it not too long ago about a bunch of people who were celebrating um, open carry in a parking lot of a Target. And I've, I've gone back to this one so many times on this show that uh, I imagine everybody who's listening to this uh, now and in the future are now probably by this point rolling their eyes at what I'm about to say. <laughs> I would bet you that at an assembly like that, of all of these people, and I use that term loosely, uh, walking around with their AR-15s or whatever rifle or pistol they were carrying at the time uh, in that parking lot, that if somebody rolled up with a brandished nine millimeter and started firing, these guys would be too busy pissing themselves to actually fire back. Well, and that's the thing, like <clears throat> right after um, when we, they were having trouble with the snipers picking off cops. Um, I forget where, where was that in Texas somewhere? And there was the one incident where um, several officers were killed, picked off by a sniper. Mm -hmm. They found out that there was an open carry club physically there and not one of them managed to fire a shot well, at all okay let's go to that uh the, the church shooting that happened not too long ago that too yeah well yeah that, and that, but, but no like what i'm getting at joey was they talked about the good guy with the gun you know who, the guy who finally brought the shooter down who was a civilian yeah. who just happened to be carrying their firearm for all the talk now again i'm not trying to step at anybody's rights here i'm just asking the the question um how many good guys with the gun have actually done anything in the past couple of years? I'd really like to see some numbers on that versus what the authorities have done. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, I could give you some anecdotal examples, but sure. No, um, my, my, well, hold on. My screen is, uh Oh, yeah, there we go. Finally. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to specifically go into them because I had have to look them up first. Mm -hmm. uh, just just to make sure that I got all the names and information correct. But you're right. It is a rare occurrence. Uh, there was a situation with a sniper, and I want to say it's in Texas, but uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> there was a situation where a gentleman had his shotgun 
and he was there. He offered uh, assistance to the police to go after a gentleman who was uh, on a campus at, from a high vantage point, firing at students and police. And they pretty much deputized him on the spot, and he went up with them and helped bring the guy down. <laughs> so, so I'm going to see about uh, kind of anyway. bring this a little bit higher in, in just a couple of seconds. But yeah, Joe, go. Um, my point, but the thing that I am really, really sick of, and I'm not accusing this of every gun owner, um, and I'm not accusing those who exercise their right to open carry. I've seen many of those who do so peaceably, um, have had the cops called on them, and you know the officer responds and you know is calmly talking with everybody everything's fine but a lot of people don't look at guns the way i do that is to say the whole tool aspect i look at vehicles the same way i have a ratty truck and a ratty van and you know neither one of them are pretty but they get me where i'm going and that and that's the whole point <laughs> For those of you that wonder, that's the we state. have another guest. We we have another guest on the air tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, comrade comrade Leica is going to uh go back into orbit if she don't quit. Um also my roommate's dog and my roommate's cat. Um but my point being is that they don't see a gun as just a tool, much like many Americans see cars and have seen them for decades it's a status symbol they romanticize it mm-hmm. yep well and we talked a little bit about this actually on our show on, fr- on monday and one of the things i said because i'm like hey i'm the outsider here because we don't have many guns up here i said what is the the impetus behind this love affair with guns and what we kind of figured, and I had seen this, um, uh, it, I know it sounds silly, but I've been watching a show called Alaska State Troopers. But Alaska is the, the state with the number one uh, percentage of gun ownership in the United States. And, and the feeling I got from it, and Beth and Morgan kind of agreed with my assessment, was a lot of these people feel like they're fucking sorry. They're John Wayne, right? That they, they, it's, it's this notion that they can be the good guy with the gun and that they can live out some kind of fantasy. I don't know. It just seems what it, yeah, I, I, ahead, I will. I, I will say just very quickly to be fair. If you don't, if you live North of Juno, uh, yeah, you probably should have a gun. Oh, I, I, I am not saying that that it's a, a, a frivolous thing in Alaska because I, I, well, yeah, having I have, watched the show a few times now, you need to be able to protect yourself from yeah. bears and moose. Alaska, Alaska is one of those few places where you can very easily warrant somebody, you know. Gun ownership, but also Alaskans don't carry their guns around 
you know, as a status symbol, because you don't need, no. you don't need a gun to prove you're a badass. If you live in Alaska, Unless why? Because you live in Alaska. Alaska. Um, yeah. Uh, same kind of thing. Churchill, Manitoba. Yeah. Right. This is the place that puts, you know, six inch nails on, on their outer doors to make them look like one half of an iron maiden because of a slight conflict of real estate with the polar bears. Mm-hmm. That'll, yeah. That'll, that'll do that. Yeah. yeah. But, <clears throat> so, but I do see that mentality in other areas that sort of idea that I, if I have the biggest and the baddest gun, I can feel like you know a John Wayne sort of character. Okay, okay, yeah. don't 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 leave the bit here because you're 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 leaning really heavily into the area that okay. I wanted to get to. Uh, okay. Bridget, was there anything that you wanted to uh, tag on at this point? Because uh, because I'm I'm basically going to kind of lift us up above where we are at the moment to kind of get uh, a better overview. Nope, they're doing fine. <laughs> okay, so so now we've gone ahead and we've kind of tackled through, like I said, the color of the month that's that's been doing all this. And here's here's why I say that I'm gonna kind of lift us a little bit higher to take a look at a broader range of this whole thing. What's been described about having the biggest and baddest status symbol is not just related to the gun thing. But as Dallin had mentioned earlier, it also happens with the religion thing. And we've mm-hmm. seen that on time and time again. Um, heretic woman, you've got uh, you've got that great thing about uh, uh, that holy book. What is, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's there's a name for it and everything that you could just drop Run. in here. Chron- uh, uh, full chronic, you mean? Yeah, there's. I'm Yeah, there's the official name of the book, and then there's you know what we'd really like to call the book, but we yeah. all don't want to die. <laughs> oh come on, I call it all kinds of stuff. Nobody bothers me. Well, and you know you do that woo that you do so well. And I'm trying to give you the opportunity for a shameless plug at the same time. You know, I was doing it. Yeah, it's full chronic, man. Yeah. But uh, but the, but the thing of it is, um, it's not just any one particular ideological position. Like I said, as far as religion is concerned, we've seen this with ooh. You know, I I got to I got to kind of backtrack just a little bit. I was going to say with all of the Abrahamics, but that's not exactly true. Two of the three Abrahamic religions, well, uh forgive me, are absolute assholes about it. Yep. Jews tend not to be as a generality, yeah. and we know what we and, and 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 hold on, we know how we, how much generalities are accurate all the time, except that sixty mm-hmm. percent of the time where it's not. But they 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 typically are not door to door knocking on folks yeah. and saying, "Hey, could we could we come in there, find your kid, and suck on his penis after we've gotten some scissors at it?" I'm holy those, shit, that's morbid. <laughs> Wow! No, 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 door to door moils. <laughs> oh God, where's Brooks when you need him? Uh, he, he's uh, he's 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 probably hanging out with uh, Sotomayor, making sure that they both stay, you know, he nice should, and healthy. He should actually be working on Spaceballs too. God damn it! Yeah, yes. that's a whole so bunch of more money. Yes, but yes. I mean, even 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 with even with everybody who is crossing their legs and going. 
did he really say yes i actually really said that and there's a point to it the over-the-top idea of it you don't have the folks from the jewish religion the jewish faith doing this period end of story yes i know i'm, I'm going like way over the edge and it's kind of for a reason as opposed to the absolute opposite end of the spectrum where you don't have atheists knocking on your door and giving you uh you know pieces of paper that are blank to say we just wanted to share with you everything that we believe religiously you know well, Stephanie, Stephanie says that Jews have no power and they used to proselytize about a thousand years ago. That's all well and good. We'll get Mel Brooks and his 2,000-year-old man to come on and we'll ask him all about it and try to figure out what happened then. The, the point of it is, though, they're, they're not doing that currently. And yeah. that's that's kind of the point. Have they done it in the past? Everybody's done it already in the past. But the point of it is they're not doing it now. The Christians, and there are so many, so many different denominations of Christian, they do it all the time. They do it all the time. And I really, just so you guys know, I really hate it when you make the little kids come up to the door Ah. and you sit in the driveway and you tell them, go ahead, go ahead, tell them what I told you, tell them what I told you, just so that I can go. You do realize that you're female and your God has already said that you're bad because you questioned authority. You know that, right? Yeah. The Mm -hmm. parents don't usually like me doing that. For those of you that don't know about that one, go back to episode 100 and see my opening about that one. You're going to love that one. That's a, that's a great one. But, um, but ideologically, that's the problem. We have to deal with so many times where there are, ideologues is that the right word that's the right term for it right ideologues Mm -hmm. yeah who basically say this is my position this is the hill i will die on even though this hill is the size of a pinhead and i'm the only one on it maybe (laughs) and well it started as a mountain but then people started carving away at it to the point where it's now you know a little bit less than a molehill but they still stand atop it with their flag chest out saying, this is the hill I die on. Even though these days it's like, uh, dude, um, you've really kind of wasted your life here. Yeah. 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 Uh, heretic woman, you, you obviously are, are going to know a hell lot more about this one than we do. Uh, as far as uh, Quran is concerned, um, if, if you are, we've heard stories of kids that have been drilled into memorizing the Quran in a language they do not themselves understand. Yes. And are told this is what it means, but you don't have yes. to know exactly what's being said because we're going to tell you what it means. You just yes. have to memorize these sounds and these phonemes and whatnot. That's correct. And then there are these kids that end up... This is really a bad way of putting it, but... Um, grow attached grow up i should say attached to these things that they've been specifically drilled Mm -hmm. with and they will literally fight and die for an idea that they themselves don't have any clue other than they were taught the amount of muslims that i come across 
that do not understand what is in their holy book and what their religion is about is astounding. And now Christians are really bad for that too, obviously. But I, I think it's on a slightly different level in Islam because there is the, the rote memorization and actually Muslims who speak Arabic are far in the minority. The, the largest um, Muslim majority country is actually Malaysia. So (laughs) there are very few people there would speak Arabic there. And, and what I'm also finding is, especially when you engage Muslims in, in sort of a debate style discourse is they seem to be taught sort of rote um, responses to things. It's like, like a Christian will have studied like apologetics off, like if they're going to engage you in a debate style discussion, chances are they know some apologetics and they've been taught sort of basic rebuttals um, in in a dynamic way. But Muslims, from my experience, it's like they're told, okay, you need to listen for these keywords and if you hear this word, here's the website where you go and copy pasta this from. Because um, one of the things that I debate more frequently is um, a Quran verse that um, condones child sex in marriage, child brides and, and that. And people don't often debate that. They're used to being... Uh, uh, verbally beaten up over Aisha, the child bride of Muhammad. So when I put forth the Quran verse that says, and I say this verse condones sex with child brides, they see sex child bride and they start copy pasting apologetics for Aisha. And it's like, no, I never mentioned, I, I don't, this, she has nothing to do with what I'm saying here. So it's really like they're trained to look for keywords and then they have a library of copy pasta that goes with X keyword and they don't even know what you're saying. Wow. They, oh yeah, like <laughs> even the ones that understand English well they don't know how to process what you're saying. They don't know the concepts. They don't. And if you say something, like if I say, no, I'm not talking about Aisha, they don't know what to say. They if, really, really don't. If, if if I could, to to use part of the vernacular that's been going around, which, uh, of course, a term that we just love to hear, it's as if they hear a specific term or specific phrase, and it is, I, I don't want to say literally, but it is figuratively a trigger yes. to go to a specific reaction. It's almost That's like right. uh, I- instead yes. of rational thought or trying to truly defend your position, it's really just more heuristic analysis and reaction. It is. It is. Because that's the... 
you're not supposed to actually think about these things yourself, right? Because doubt is evil. So if someone is presenting you with their doubt, you don't consider that. You just take the phrase that you're trained to to watch for and paste something in that you may not even have read. You just know I'm supposed to go to this link and copy this paragraph. And and that's going to answer all their questions and then they're going to become Muslim. Like they literally think that Be, they're astounded when I'm like, no, I don't accept that. What? But, but I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just, uh, it's not just the Quran and it's not just Muslims. Bridget no. knows all too well because she grew up with the Christian side where the whole doubt has no place in our collective. Yes. Psst, that's your cue. I think she stepped away. I think that could be. <laughs> Great. I, 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 I hope so. Oh, there she is. Okay. Oh, well, we don't hear we anything from you. We couldn't hear anything. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we were taught, is if you start doubting anything and start questioning, that's a, you know, your e-ticket to hell right there, because, you know, it was, I guess, the, the Catholic equivalent of the unpardonable sin or something. You just didn't do it. And reminding everybody the particular denomination for you again. Uh, I grew up Church <clears throat> of Christ, which is a very legalistic uh very strict evangelical cult. Aye, aye. So she might not go to hell. Maybe just a purgatory with all of the unbaptized babies. Uh, we <laughs> didn't have a purgatory. We either had heaven or hell, and questioning would get you sent to hell. So it was like a, a reflex. If you started to question, you just immediately backed away from that as quickly as you could. Yeah. So, so once again, it's like touching know, a hot stove. It was a reflex. Yeah. So, so again, like I said before, it's. It's like with a lot of these things these days, like the moment you just want to know more or want to know beyond what someone is saying to, to under, you know, even just in the, in the interest of generally understanding, it's like, nope, nope, you're instantly, you are this, or you are going here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not even trying to oppose your, your claim. I just want to understand more about what's going on inside your head. Where is this coming from? No, no, no! You're you're going to hell. You you dare to question me on anything, even if it's not a question. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you're going exactly in the right spot because this is the piece that where I was kind of having us hover over. Groups will have their insular collective, and they will have their particular levels of, and and please understand, I'm saying this in the clinical term, not as a pejorative their ignorance about so much else and they will simply stick to the uh, again figuratively speaking stick to the guns of we have the right information boom end of story there is nothing that you can say otherwise to prove otherwise because uh ken ham and his uh boat won't be swayed by anything no matter what kind of information because i believe it's rotting I mean, what what we were told is if it's not in the Bible, you don't need to know it. So uh, algebra, (laughs) uh, trigonometry, um, biology. Yeah, not not the Bible. 
Don't need to know it. Everything. Okay. So here's one. How did you balance a checkbook? <laughs> Actually, my, my best question uh, for that one. I don't know because that was the man's responsibility. Oh. And, um, no, my, my my biggest one for that is like, okay, if it's not in the Bible, you didn't need to know it. Okay, pal. So everything that you need to know is in the Bible. Uh, to quote Bill Cosby back when he was not what he is now. I will just borrow a quote from one of his one one of my favorite skits of his. What's a cubit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another one. What's lemonade? Mm-hmm. Lemons in 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 the Middle East. Sure. Yeah, but but no, the biggest one here because apparently right now these days, you know, everybody wants to shove the ark either up into an orifice or down somebody's other orifice. Uh, basically, type your ass or down your throat sideways, sideways because you know Ken Ham says so. And look, he built this. Uh, uh, how did Aaron, Aaron Rob put it? Uh, boat shaped museum uh, that's filled with plastic. Uh, I just, nope. I just call it. I just call it Ken, Ken's big gay boat ride. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not even a boat. There's a bunch of oh, offices man. tacked onto the back of it, so it's. Yep. Even if they did get a torrential rainstorm there, that sucker would not float. Well, and, and it's on it's on giant concrete pillars, yeah, which and which officially exciting. which officially puts Adam Savage's ten speed mountain bike to have better buoyancy than that arc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. and also the uh, the wood on the outside of the Tyvek, because you know back in Noah's day they did have Tyvek. Um, the wood is starting to rot. There was I know. like. Thompson's water seal apparently didn't make it as a line item on the construction list for this thing. <laughs> so or pre-treated wood. <laughs> well, okay, look, even even back in the in the days of Noah, they knew how to tar the wood to make it waterproof, did they not? You'd think. You know, the, the, there there was a little bit of nautical knowledge back then. And mm-hmm. like, oh well, you know, we, we created this the, the same way Noah did. Uh no, you didn't. You know, Thunderfoot did a great thing actually breaking down how many man hours it took to build that monstrosity. And it was it was staggering. You know, he wants to talk about an authentic replica. Yeah, given the amount of money and the amount of time and the amount of personnel that he had to use on it. Yeah. But the point of it is that we've got with all this, and and we can we can we can needle on any individual group all we want. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty to choose from. It's not just Forgive me, the the gun side. I was gonna I was gonna use a different term for it. It's not just the gun positions. It's not just the religious positions. It's not the economic positions. It's not the political positions. The biggest problem that we've got to deal with as skeptics for all of this that brings it all together is the lack of actual willingness to talk about any and every topic to give any and every viable topic an opportunity to show if it's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest problem that we have. Like I started off with saying, if you, if there is something that needs to be discussed to try to suss out what's good, what's bad, what works, what doesn't to solve a question, doesn't have to be a problem to solve a question 
and you've already shut down an avenue of discussion before you even get into the room where the table is, because it's in the room where it happens, you are absolutely not... You know, I'm going to piss off people. And you know what? At this point, I don't care. If that's the way that you're going to treat a discussion, you've not only lost, but you've already shown how absolutely... I'm sorry. There's there's no other way of putting it. How absolutely worthless your opinions will be. And I never, ever want to say that to somebody. But if you cannot just say, I'm willing to even discuss something I don't like. What in the hell was the point of coming to the table in the first place? You know, there, there's two words I, I've heard float around when it comes to like dealing with people like this in, in sort of the debate atmosphere. I use the term debate loosely. And those are the words, educate yourself. If someone, if you're trying to have a discussion with somebody and they, and they tell you, well, just educate yourself. No. Because if you're telling me that I have to educate myself on your claim, then it is my belief, opinion, conclusion that your argument is weak, invalid, worthless, as you said, because I don't think you believe in it yourself, or I don't think you've done enough of your own research to actually justify what it is you're trying to say and educate yourself allows you to insulate yourself inside of your own confirmation bias. So yeah, if you see it on a Facebook post or whatever that you're trying to have a discussion with somebody and they say, educate yourself, mm-hmm. that's where you turn around and you just say, no, cite your sources, show me where it came from. And then you explain to me how this works for you. You know, it was funny. I just, uh, I was on a discord chat with, uh, another group and somebody wanted to, uh, they were going to do a video. I, I, I never caught who they were, but, um, they wanted people to proofread their, their essay that they were talking about on invalid arguments. And he actually, he, th- this person brought a lot of things to light. He actually put two, uh, personalities together. One who makes a statement and then cites their source and then explains how that source ties into what they're talking about. Might not necessarily be something that we all agree with, but they go full circle. They claim it, they back it up, and then they show how what they're, what they're citing works into what they're saying. Like basically it helps to, helps to interpret this other person. Um, makes the claim, throws a link at you and says, educate yourself. Yeah. Yep. I had to deal with that with, uh, with somebody recently too, with a website, by the way, with a website that was hard coded with information, with horizontal rule in the source code with, um, paragraph and end paragraph markers in the source code with, um, list item groupings in the source code. Cause I looked at the HTML 
and had a copyright, original copyright date of 1996. Why is that important? Because for those of us that remember what things like MySpace used to look like, what things like hard-coded web pages that we did ourselves, HTML for dummies look like, and I use that, you know how craptacular most of these websites would be if yeah. somebody forgot to close their center tag. Aye. Okay. I'm going to call that one out. Yep. Because you can wrap a pile of shit in gold lame and it'll look nice, but it's still a pile of shit. Yep. Conversely, you could have a stack of gold coins sitting in a bowl of shit. It may look like it may look bad, but it's still worth something. So mm. yes, while initial appearance may have something to do to lend maybe a little bit to his credibility, I would not dismiss a source solely on that. No, but my point was that I told this person that their information is so bogged down with so many other things that were um, otherwise mostly illegible uh, GIF graphics that were 435 by 321 in some cases that were supposed to be graphs of like 120 years worth of time and graphs of of uh, things like the uh, uh, the gold standard and and the dollar pricing and 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 consumer power. Y- you get the idea as to to how crazy that was and. Uh, I, I found I found one of the pieces that I was looking for in particular, by the way. But uh, yeah. yeah, we we should not completely discount just because information looks bad. But we can certainly call out somebody and say, "Look, you want to send me over to uh, a shitstorm? Okay, but you have to pull out the gold coins, or at the very least, tell me where to stick the chopsticks because I I ain't touching yeah, the other ones." No, and, and again, this does go back to the whole um, you know educate yourself thing. And um, to, to wrap it up, the uh, this person who would do that, uh, the second you tried to, or the second you said, well, you know, can you be a little more specific? Yep. Well, suddenly you've gone off their track. You, you've basically, you, you've forced them to think outside their rote. Kind of like what, what Eric Cohen was talking about, about the copy pasta. Kind of the same thing. Uh, where this person just completely fell apart or would get loud and just, you know, my source is right there, you know, type of thing. So yeah, if you guys are ever in a discussion with somebody, you know, professional tip, if they ever say anything like educate yourself, call them on it. Like drill that nerve, like a sadistic dentist. (laughs) Yeah. There's in the game. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a thing. And, uh, yeah, Heretic Woman was uh, knows the piece uh, of which I was uh, trying to figure out. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, just the other day, other night, recently within the last couple last of days. Night. Last night. Was it last night? Jesus. It was supposed uh, to be two days ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody had tech issues. Oh, uh, we're not. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a thing. Wait, later, later, later. Yeah. So recently scheduled and finally completed there was a and I, I have a hard time calling it a debate it wasn't supposed to be a debate it was supposed to be a discussion in which someone schooled someone else <laughs> yeah and it was uh, Aaron Ra speaking with 
uh, Kint Hovind. <laughs> now, first off, uh, Aaron has been on the show before, and uh, I will be the first to admit I did a really piss poor job of of dealing with that one. I'm hoping one of these days I can convince him to come back so I can actually redeem myself in the show. But in in, in any case, one of the pieces that was delicious was Aaron and Kent getting into the what is a kind of animal. Um, now, now, I put it up to you to think about this one carefully first, because Kent hammered this over and over again. Are you trying to are you trying to tell people that pine trees are the same kind as elephants? The after the after hangout was called pine trees and elephants. Okay, I, I did not know this. <laughs> now, now here's the thing: if I were to just grab somebody off of the street, okay, first off, I would have to run a whole bunch of roadblocks and try to make sure that I had somebody in the back of the van to make sure that everything worked right. But if I were to talk to somebody instead on the street and ask them. Are pine trees the same kind as elephants? I would probably get somebody going, what? Because otherwise that that just doesn't make any kind of sense. Because we as lay people would not be thinking of it in terms of how could they be associated? One is mobile, the other is not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the first big piece right there, and well, I mean, right there, I mean, it's it's a it's a blue screen of death in the brain because I mean, no, one is one is a plant, one is a, a mammal, so no, they're they're not. But then you see, you start dealing with what Aaron kept hammering back with. What is a kind? That's the big problem. If you don't define what a kind is, you don't know how big an umbrella you're casting out. Are they the same shape? No. Are they the same color? Probably not. But try something else. Are they both eukaryotes? And that's when it became comical to the point of absolute uh-huh. bedlam. Uh, yeah. Yes. Now, Bridget, I, I I know that um I know that I come to you typically on the 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 medical side and the science side and the and the health side and the and the cellular side. Uh, off the top of your head, do you recall what a eukaryote is? Just off the top of your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, just no. Saying no is okay. Off the top of your head, do you know? <laughs> Okay. Now, the reason why I wanted to do this is is not to show you off as being stupid or anything, not in the least. But the point of it is, you're you're the one of us who would have the most likely success of knowing what it is. I would. I I used to know. I have forgotten. Oh my god! The difference between a eukaryote and a prokaryote. Okay. A, for those of you that don't know, and that's the vast majority of us, because I didn't. 
until I had to go look it up. A eukaryote is, and forgive me for using Wikipedia, it's an organism whose cells have a cell nucleus or other organelles. Yes, I pronounced that correctly. Enclosed within membranes. A plant is a eukaryote. Most multicelled organisms, and I say that because I have not seen every multicelled organism, is a eukaryote. If I am uh, correct in my uh, readings, the modern definition for eukaryote are those who have such structures in their cells, but also store their genetic material inside of the nucleus. There are those who do not. Uh, Particularly those... Do you mind? (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. The amount of restraint in your voice at that moment. (laughs) For for those of you that are listening to the podcast right now, you have to please excuse Joey. He's arguing with his pussy over his shoulder right now. Yep. I could say something on that note. I'm not going to because I'm pretty sure my roommate would kill me. But it is creepy how little Miss Rocket Dog back there is, you know, leering at me over the edge of her uh, box fort that she currently has around her kennel. <laughs> well, just just don't crap it, okay, Joey? <laughs> Which of us are you speaking to? I think moving on because I know right where you're going and Bridget, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're not, but, I'm not. You should be. Right. but yeah, um, I didn't wear alcohol. I'd be toasting you right now. <laughs> basically because of the variation in different, you know, monocellular organisms, they, spe- they currently specify much like we recently actually gave a definition to the word planet. Um, they specify the genetic material as being the focus of, you know, what makes a eukaryote, the location thereof. So for those of you that are keeping track, that would mean that if you are saying are, are trees the same kind as elephants? Yeah. Yes. Under the definition of, is it a eukaryote? Yes. Do they both have spines? No, but that's not what you're asking. If you, if it depends as to what you're asking. Now Mm -hmm. you, you, you could get away with saying are guns and elephants, the same kind. They could both be gray. They could both be gray. That's quite correct. And in some cases they could, uh, both fly really badly. Mm-hmm. If, if if they're launched hard enough, I'm 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 looking at you, Warthog. I'm looking well, at you, um, they're both loud. Um, yeah, they both can make loud noises and really ruin your day if you touch them inappropriately. Yep. Yes. So, so, and and the point of the whole damn thing is, Kent Hovind was, uh, I don't. I just hope that I'm not going to get sued for this. Um, he was a dick about it. I think I can get away with saying yeah. that. Oh, totally. that's, 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 that's totally. opinion. It was my it was my esteemed opinion that he was an absolute dick about it. Yes. And I yes. can get away with saying that because he believed. He 
insisted over and over again, smug is all shit, by the way. Yes. And that was one of the things that killed me. Smug is all shit. That he was absolutely right. And there was no possible way for him to be wrong. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Heretic woman, as, <laughs> as one of the other people here who has their own show many times over, um, how important is it to be absolutely 100% sure and unwilling to take on any information whatsoever that could question the validity of your absolute 101.3% certainty? <laughs> Um, never. <laughs> and Kent, that's, that's his thing. Like, it doesn't matter what it, it wouldn't matter if Stephen Hawking or if we could resurrect Einstein and put him in front of Kent Hoven. I mean, I know neither one of them are into evolutionary biology, but you get my drift. Or if Dawkins himself sat down with Kent Hoven and explained in painstaking, simplistic detail what it is that he wasn't understanding, he would sit there and wait. He would listen enough to wait for his opportunity to spew his same old bullshit. In fact, when when he um, debated uh, Bill Ludlow a few weeks ago, um, Bill mentioned that he he knew exactly what slides to make because Kent has been using the same exact slide deck for over 20 years. Gee, where have we, where have we heard this situation before? Uh, Matt Delahunty versus Saiten Brogan Kate. Yeah. You know, the, the point where, uh, Matt was able to create his first rebuttal statement in his hotel room the night before because he knew exactly what Saiten was going to say. Say because these idiots haven't come up with a new argument in what now? Um, ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Again, I refer back to why people laugh at creationists. Thunderfoot series. Mm-hmm. There's a huge string of episodes there where he goes after Kent. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet that everything Kent said there are and Rob probably debated the exact same points. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just so folks know, uh, it, forgive me if you're hearing the, the clacking on my <clears throat> keyboard. Sorry. I'm making notes for myself to uh, to link in the uh, Why People Laugh at Creationists web series. I'm going to see about linking that in. I will link in the Dillahunty, Saiten, Bruggenkate fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> no. You can't exactly call it a debate. Oh. <laughs> and and, and show would be more like it. I will I will warn people who have not who who know nothing about this. I will warn you, please don't watch it. Seriously, I'm going to tell you. You will thank us later because your curiosity <laughs> is gonna go ahead and say, Well, okay, I'll start it, but I'll fast forward it to this. Seriously, yeah. really don't. Wait. What, what you should do is go to Matt Dillahunty's channel where he, in several videos, discusses parts of the debate from his perspective and talks about things that he maybe could have done better and things like uh, that. Uh, I, I, I can't. I really can't. For, for honesty's sake, 
no, no, for honesty's sake, because if um, if I just go ahead and I do that, it's from Matt's perspective specifically alone. Okay. I want to specifically mm-hmm. link to the uh, uh, to the the discussion itself. Those of you that want to go ahead and and look it over, first off, <laughs> um, you're you're gonna need a lot more alcohol than what I got right here uh, <laughs> in order to follow a lot of it. Um, but uh, I watched it live. I live tweeted with no illusions a couple of times about it. It was monstrously painful, mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I will I will see by adding it in so that you you people can I, understand the level of derptitude that we were dealing with on this one. I also um, I gave you the link to the after show with um, Aaron. Um, Kent, of course, did not participate. <laughs> Imagine but um, uh, somebody who did drop by and have a um, no, I, I guess you could call it discussion with Aaron was G Man. <laughs> God, and it oh, is oh, good grief! Uh, and and shoe, it is the funniest stuff. You will see in a long time. See, I, Our, that, that was not the name I was, I was expecting. It was going to be Neffy. Neffy, G Man is about on the same level, though. No, no. <laughs> yes. No. Oh no, no. You have no, no. not listened to G Man lately. He's he's as bad as Neffy now. Oh, Seriously. G Man Bridge. Um, he's a, a Christian YouTuber who. He's been around for quite a number of years now, and he likes, he's just yeah. He likes he likes to call Matt. He wait a wait a second. He's not allowed to be on. Uh, he's not allowed to be on uh, uh, Atheist Boston anymore, is he? Oh uh, no. Um. He's yeah. He likes to go on the Atheist Experience, and Dillahunty won't let him on anymore. <laughs> like he yeah. would call in. Um. He's just ridiculous he's absolutely ridiculous so for instance i'll I'll give you a a a little um um sneak peek uh he because we're he got talking about evolution with iron of course and he's he asked iron oh he he was getting upset because iron and virtually everybody else in the hangout was saying people are animals and he took great offense to this. And he said, okay, so if we're all animals, and he picked up his cat, who is the most adorable kitty, I must say, and, and sort of put his cat in front of the camera and said, it, you know, if, if we're all animals and I'm an animal and my cat's an animal, then isn't it unethical slavery for me to own this cat? And therefore, you must condone slavery. <laughs> what? Well, no. If um, if you listen to PETA, that argument would actually fly. Right, and our like Aaron said on a on a purely, um, like on a technical level, yes, we're all animals, and he said he looks at it from the level of intelligence. 
And, and he even said, that's why I'm very torn about my love of bacon because pigs are very intelligent animals and he's kind of conflicted about that. But then um, G-Man went off on this tangent again that if you think we're all animals and because we own some animals, then you must condone slavery. Uh, uh, begging the colonel's pardon. <laughs> did you or did you not say that G-Man lifted up his own cute little cat? Yes. In order to say, well, if that's the case, then this is slavery. Yes. Ah, but you see, he does he not consider himself an animal. An animal. It's okay for him to own an animal. The cat. That's right. Yeah, he thinks himself he, some kind of divine being or some. That's right. Well, he's I, made in the image of God, and therefore he's extra super, totally special. Yeah. Okay. Um, given my recent um, um, interactions with the uh, Canadian medical community at large, um, I can only say this: if I was indeed made in God's image, God is an extremely broken individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This coming from the guy who's currently wearing glasses, by the way. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say anything. I got my own glasses. Actually, I've got Bridges glasses, and I, I'm wearing contacts. So there you go. How did you and, get and, Bridges glasses? Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's a long and sordid story. It has everything to do with sleeping in the same room once upon a time ago. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. It's true. Well, and, I, I would like also to point out that G-Man got really mad when people told him that his parents were animals. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh. What was that I said all, before about drilling that nerve like a sadistic dentist? All I can say yep. is if he could see the footage from that from the back of that Chevy, I think yeah. he'd agree. Probably. Especially if they were squealing like pigs when it happened. <laughs> See, it all comes back around to pigs. See, it, and if pigs are really that, oh, you know what? No, I've already made that. I've already made that argument once before. Uh, I don't remember what episode it was on. I don't care right now. Uh, I'll, I'll, another time, another time. So, so the link that I put in the uh, side chat there, shoe, is the after show with said G-Man interaction. Okay. Uh, G-Man doesn't come in until about halfway through, but still, oh, it joy. was epic, epic. That's just wonderful. Aaron, oh, and Aaron said that he hadn't had that much fun in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I got to give like total amounts of respect to people who can put up with those kind of people and actually engage them in some kind of conversation or debate. To me, honestly, a lot of that is so cringy to me that I honestly, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't watch it in, in its entirety. As a matter of fact, the only two debates I've ever watched, like beginning to end fully were ham versus nye and Dillahunty versus Brogan Kate. Yeah. Those are about the only two that I could actually think of. And having watched why people laugh at creationists many times because I find it entertaining as hell. <laughs> and uh, apparently given the fact that Ken Holland is still at large, uh, a lot of it, I guess would be now be considered timeless uh, yeah. because you know, the arguments never change just his hair gets mm -hmm. a little grayer. Um, 
The slides don't even change. Oh, man. Yeah, what, what was that you were talking about before about uh, content formatting, shoe? <laughs> you know, uh, sadly, websites typically don't stand the test of time, uh, which is why webmasters are able to find so much gainful employment these days. But anyways, to my point, um, I don't know if I could sit through like even the, the raw man podcast where he brings people on and some of them are just like, I can't, I can't, well, I can't stand listening to people because I honestly feel that I am losing IQ points. Yeah. As I listen, I I, I don't, I try not to condescend. G-Man will suck the IQ points right out your ears. Yeah, like I, I try not to condescend about that. It's just that how often do you have to listen to stuff that has been so righteously debunked, deactivated, dismantled, and just dissed in general? Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I, I'm, I'm all for freedom of speech. I'm all for marketplace of ideas because you should have the right to say what you want to claim what you want. And I should have the right to listen to it and thoroughly debunk it. You know, that's just the way it is. But you know, how many times do you go around the same argument, even though it's been destroyed by multiple people, like, like Hoven's got to figure it out by now. He's had a scientist who's an amateur YouTuber destroy him. He's had entire podcasts dedicated to dismantling him. And now Aaron Ra has just once again squashed him. Like, yep. how far? Like, I, I realize this is probably the only way he thinks he can make money. You know. Um, well, that's that's. You know what? Hold on a second, because that's part of it. But mm-hmm. I want to. Um, with the time that we got left, I want to kind of delve into this piece, the doubling down part. What, because what? it's it, because it's not just the people that are trotting out all this rat it's the people that have bought into it that will double and triple and quadruple down into it. Mm-hmm. And what do you, sh- what do you, Oh God. That's th- somebody's meme to the screenshot of when G man put his kitty in the camera <laughs> and look at the poor kitty's face. Okay. Honestly, that cat is only saying one thing to me. Call the police. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all were, Everyone in the room was like, oh, my God, what a cute cat. Oh, dear, the poor cat. <laughs> leave, leave leave, that up for a second, because uh, I, I don't know how many people look at it. You know what? I'm not even going to bother counting. That, that cat looks like it's being molested. I, I'm sorry. I know. I know. But, but like, like have you ever seen a cat receive a rectal thermometer? Yes. Yeah, it looks That's, something You're like right. That. That, that is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm just kind of wondering how many people would get the reference if I were to just start whistling. Oh yes. Very much. This poor cat looks like he needs an escape route. That's what it looks like. Yes, it does. <laughs> Joey, are are you are you are you displaying again? Yes. Yay. He's got his own Yay. kitty. Oh, I'm sorry. So I've got, I got, I got it's, boo on the head right about now. Kitty. It's, it, it's the Joey and Joey show over in that window. <laughs> yes, it is. 
God. I <laughs> and Joey just clawed Joey in the back. Uh, and it should be. So, yeah. Um, some things so, I miss about my cat. Some things I don't. So they're, 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 they're groups. They're people that have trotted out innumerable, absolutely innumerable items that are simply unsupported, unsupportable, absolute fabrications, outright lies, complete hoaxes, and yet they keep going, and they keep going, and the people keep lapping the shit up. Uh, I know you haven't had a lot of time to really talk with us on this one, Bridget, but I want you to go ahead and, and lay out on this one, because we've dealt with We've dealt with exactly this thing where groups have taken stuff that is absolute horseshit and have trotted it out time and again, even to the detriment of people that they're supposed to be helping. I'm specifically talking about the woo peddlers, the homeopaths, the naturopaths, the people that are completely in your wheelhouse where you're trying to save people and they're going to go, well, you know, it's it's going to make you feel good and pay me $15 for this bottle of 25 sugar pills. <laughs> yeah. Placebos. I want my placebos now. <laughs> um, I'm not sure exactly where you want me to go with this. Well, but, I'm, I'm, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking from, from the standpoint of like the, the homeopathy and, and all that crap, um, things like that actually kill people. Uh, not the substances themselves. If it's homeopathic, you know, there's not going to be anything in there, but water. Um, but trying to use that stuff to treat serious illnesses does kill people. And, and yeah. the people who double down on anything like this that insist, well, it actually does work. Like, yeah, you know, I, again, I've said this before. I remember when double down was either a uh, move in blackjack that showed the fact that you were very confident in what was about to happen or a very not so good for you chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Um, and people who go to uh, you know chiropractors, um, uh, you know, there've been there've been infants that have been killed from that. Yeah. And now people paralyzed because their necks have gotten broken. And you see, I, I'm beginning to wonder about that because um, years ago I did go to a chiropractor because my my lower back was very stiff, like to the point where I couldn't move properly. Now I went, it cost me total for, for everything I did, $24. Mm. I went three times. He cracked my lower back, told me that, um, my muscles there have, for some reason were tensing up constantly and putting pressure on my spine. So he cracked my back three times. I went for three visits. That was it. He said he never had to see me again. There was none of this recurring treatment stuff. Mm. So when I hear people talk about, you know, chiropractors these days and that they're, they're scam artists or this or that, the thing is I actually had an experience with a chiropractor that did help and well, it was finite. So I, I have to wonder, like, is, is chiropractic as a practice, like ideally, is, is it, is it inherently bad? Is it all completely a scam or was it once actually something that was beneficial, but then a bunch of profiteering ass wipes got a hold of it and said, Hey, we can make a shit ton of money off of this. Well, I mean, you have doctors of osteopathy who can do 
manipulations and things, and they really are doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, what I take issue with is the people who set up shop who say that you know they can cure your sinus problems and you know problems with nausea and ear yeah. infections and things like that with chiropractic yeah. visits. Yeah. Um, if, and if anybody who believes that before and, and they have done me some good as well, but uh, you know, a bit of DO knows what they are doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's fine. So it, I, I never did look on the guy's wall to see, you know, what papers he had. Um, the, the fact that the guy looked like um, he had, uh, he had acquired his chiropractic practice uh, shortly after world war II, at least looking at the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, 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 he may it was, have been a DO which is well, a legitimate doctor. Uh, yeah, very much so. Like, uh, and again, this is a small town, um, you know, and, and I guess in that respect, you know, with it being a small town doctor, um, you don't want to risk your reputation on something that might be shady because if it is, like I said, small town news travels fast and uh, the tar and feathering crew travels faster. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, Joe. Well, you had your microphone on. It was a little loud. I thought you were trying to get in. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry about that. But, you know, if, if, ever I, uh, if ever I run into a local trepanist, I'll give it a, a try. A what? <laughs> trepanist. Trepanic. Uh, that, that's the drilling of a hole in one's head. To release the evil spirits. Um, you have fun with that. I don't think they can make a hole. I don't think they can make a hole big enough. I'll I'll be going. I don't know. You know what? They they should make it small enough. You know? No. You know what they should do? Make three of them. And make them. No, no, no. Just just three different sizes that you know you can put your fingers up to, and then you know you can have them uh, whistling a merry little tune as you're walking down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking of you know the boiling kettle that whistles. You know. Uh, that way you'd have three of them, three different tones. You know, you could look you could I'm do already, the Hogan's here. <laughs> I'm already getting HBO, so yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. And there's a reason why. So by the way, I uh, I, I I had completely forgotten about the double down sandwich. I just looked it up. It's forgettable. Trust me. Um, (laughs) 610 kilocalories, uh, 37 grams of fat, um, 52 grams of protein, and 1,880 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. Put it this way. Um, Yeah. I decided once that. Okay, I, I could I could complain and bitch about the sandwich all I wanted to, but unless I actually tried it, I really couldn't speak from any kind of experience. I realize anecdotal evidence is not really considered evidence. However, um, it was the one time after eating something that I actually felt that I had done damage to my body. Yeah, I'm, I'm not totally surprised because, like I said, uh, I, I, I actually the, contemplated doubling my blood pressure pill dose that day just because I felt bad. Yeah, uh, the uh, the amount of sodium that's here, uh, 1,880 milligrams, uh, according to this listing, <laughs> that's 125% of your daily intake allowance of sodium. 
Mm-hmm. One sandwich. Now, that's and I think there, there was a time in history when sodium was worth a currency. Gold. Yep. Yeah. It was a yeah. currency. And and for those of you who are thinking of, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll have my double down sandwich and I'll have it with a Diet Coke. <laughs> Take a very, very close look at the sodium content of any diet drink. It will stagger you. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Well, yeah. While you're doing that, because um, we we got uh, we got a little bit of time before we have to uh, close up shop over here. Um, Seventy-five milligrams. Forty milligrams in Cherry Coke Zero. Seventy-five in a bottle in your standard twenty fluid ounce bottle of Mellow Yellow. Don't ask me why I've decided to go with Mellow Yellow today. I don't know. Probably because you like Donovan. <laughs> Donovan? Yeah. I know. I know. Dallin might remember this, but there was a a butter commercial in the 1970s that used that song, and the whole commercial was somebody uh-huh. seductively me- melting butter over a cob of corn. Yeah, or, or spreading it on bread. No, 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 we're not discussing no, butter, no. we're not discussing butter, we're not discussing no, butter, we're not discussing butter. No, we're not. Butter. No, no, we're not. Now, no, the thing not. is, um, oh, okay, so, so, so spreading it on bread. No, don't do this to me. <laughs> Just come. Go, go watch my hemlock, go watch the hemlock moon wolf video I showed you. I it's, don't, Learn don't, 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 peace. don't, don't, don't make me go ahead and start pulling out the list because I will, I will co-opt it to tonight. All I wanted to know, or all I wanted to say is that when it came to that commercial, there was a bit of false advertising. Have mm-hmm. you ever tried to spread butter on bread? It don't spread that well. Uh, it does after you nuke it for five to 10 seconds. Yeah, nukes at that. Them. Yeah, microwave ovens at that time were not really that popular. Just, yeah, okay. just saying. Anyway, um, like I said, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta see about um, hitting whatever piece. Um, I don't know where exactly we are at this point. I do, I do remember that there is a a piece that I specifically am rerunning back through my head to make sure that I've got it uh, correctly for myself. Uh, I don't, I don't know what what pieces any of you guys want to specifically hit uh like for instance the the people who are doubling down on shit that shouldn't or the people that are supporting by doubling down on on buying whatever the hell oh and by the way uh as far as to um placebo shit uh not doing harm yeah uh no because some of the inact inactive ingredients uh, people can have and people have had uh, allergic reactions to because um, sometimes they ain't so inert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the ones that have used, you know, stuff that people have got um, digestive problems with. It's bad moments like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this pure, this pill will cure your chakras, but it'll also make you crap out purple uh, stuff for the rest of your life. <laughs> or give you anaphylactic shock. Oh yeah, there's that one too. Yeah, that that's 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 not a good day right there. No, it's not a good day. Please take with EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, considering how expensive EpiPens are, uh, yeah, uh, no. yeah, not, not so much. <laughs> yeah. how, wait a second, how how much do those things typically run right about? They typically come in uh, in two packs, now, don't they? Mm-hmm. And they're running about fifteen hundred bucks. Holy crap! Yeah, about seven hundred fifty mm-hmm. a pen. So yeah, the, you know what? The the person who greenlighted that, their child needs to die of a bee sting. Yep. <sighs> No, I, I'm. I am, do. I do. Let's see. Let's see. I am. I, I am dead serious. That that person needs to have the kind of tragedy happen in his family that other people are going to have because of what he did. Yeah. I do not. I I do not condone. I do not wish suffering on other people. But honestly, I think sometimes these people who make these kinds of decisions for the sake of monetary gain are a little bit insulated from real life and they need to have, they need to have the world rocked a little bit to show them that, you know what? Your, your money doesn't protect you. Well, here, here's something to think about. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to name the brand specifically. It yeah, starts, yeah. starts with an M and I think somebody that's all somebody. So some of the folks around here need to uh, figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, but there is a company that produces an EpiPen, and they charge roughly $300 a pop per EpiPen, which costs about $30 to produce. And how long is it good for? I don't know. Uh, Bridget, any any off, off the top of your head knowledge? I'm not expecting I, that you will I know. Think- I think they're only good for about a year max before they expire. And that's if they are kept refrigerated and yeah, under ideal conditions. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is that, um, and they're that, single use. Yeah. That means that you would want to have two, one every six months in storage just in case. Which means that you're outlying uh, an insurance policy that costs quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, yeah. Wow. I just, um, I just no called up. There's no reason why they should be that expensive. There's none. I just called up an article um, from the Globe and Mail. Uh, this is dated, oh, blah, 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 blah. let's see. Um, last March. So about a year ago today. Um just asking about EpiPens. Um, and it says here that Canadians pay around $120 Canadian for a single auto injector with the price varying somewhat depending on an individual pharmacy's dispensing fee. Um, the okay. EpiPen, yeah, EpiPen is actually a brand in Canada. It's distributed by Pfizer, mm-hmm. uh, which licenses uh, the injectable epinephrine from the company Joey was talking about. Um, now, a rival anaphylaxis rescue medication sold as Allergect in Canada was pulled from the market back in 2016 because of the potential for inaccurate dosing. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's... Uh... Yeah, and for those of you that are unaware, uh, dosage is actually a really important part when yeah. you're dealing with uh, with this kind of thing, seriously. Yeah. But what really? this uh, w- what the article was focused on mostly was that um, 
despite the price gouging that happened in the U.S., that Canada was not going to see that, mm-hmm. that they were going to keep the prices as they were. And uh, you know what? 120 bucks a pen. Um, I for know a, that, for that's a year. For, yeah, for a year's worth of, 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 of hope. Yeah. Um, my niece has the fatal nut allergy and has had to inject herself as far as I know, at least four times in her lifetime, uh, largely because she was careless or mm. daring. You know, she, she was like, well, you know, my uncle, me, uh, grew out of a couple of his allergies. Maybe, maybe I've grown out of this one. And then nature kind of went, ah, uh. nope. But no, but she's, she's always had the pen with her. Now, thankfully, my brother has a good job with the kind of health care plan I think even most presidents would kill for. Let's just say that company takes care of its people. But when you're a mining company, you kind of do have to take care of your people because, well, let's just say the potential for death is a little bit higher than, say, you know, the job I do. You know, I mean, yes, I could get a laptop flung at my head and I could have a concussion and die. Um, but, you know, my brother could get hot metal poured all over him. And, you know, that's worse. <laughs> but, but no, suffice it to say that um, she's never had to pay out of pocket for it that I know of and hopefully never will have to. Um. But yeah, like when I, when I heard of that happening down, down in the States or I was just like, you know, I know people who rely on those things to stay alive yep. and they were, they were barely able to get it before because a lot of, a lot of friends I know, they, they don't exactly have the, the good nine to five with the nice uh, comprehensive health plan, which uh, apparently that's like, that's like a platinum status down in the States these days from what I'm understanding. Yeah. And by the way, um, you know, not not to kind of shove you sideways on this one, but uh, Shauna over in the over in the live chat. Which, by the way, hi, thank you. Um, they need a reality check. Yeah, yeah it's true. And Trippin, Trippin's got it right, man. Quote: "Friggin' greed." Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's greed. It's the sense of entitlement, and. The, the people who say, well, you know, that's capitalism, that's this, that's that. The people who are touting that are the people who have never seen the other side of it. They've always been able to ride the gravy train and then they, they pat themselves on the back for, you know, being the go-getter, being the entrepreneur. And honest to God, there, there is a particular smarmy-faced lawyer um, that is in my head every time I hear about this and he fast talks about capitalism to all the live long day. I'm not going to mention his name on here because why bother? I, well, yeah, he, <laughs> cause let's face it. The person I'm talking about is probably the stereotype or the archetype, if you will, um, for, for most of the people out there, but anybody that talks about the glories of capitalism are the people who have never known what it's like to be without. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that, you know, I mean, capitalism, the, the, the drive for achievement and the rewards that come from it, I'm all in support of, you know, 
the incentive to reach higher, to get that extra, to get the raise, to get the bonus, to reach the higher pay grade. I mean, I live it, but I also understand that I've gone for years wondering, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. I actually had a church that my now ex-wife was, um, was friends with. We got a hamper one year because we were so, we were in such straits that they showed up. There was a turkey, there was canned food, there was meat, there was all of this. And it, it hurt that I could not provide for my family just because of my financial position. And granted that sticks in the back of my head constantly, but it also reminds me that I do have a bit of a responsibility for my fellow person, whether that means, um, you know, being charitable or at least finding a charity that's not religious based because well, we all, <clears throat> I will not give money to the Sally Ann for that. But also I have friends who have been and are in uh, financial issues. You know, I, I actually know somebody shooting you're and you know, this person too. Uh, they make their living such as it is almost solely off second life. I should know because I am the financial, <laughs> I'm the person that helps, uh, helps them convert the in-game money into real money for them. And it's not much. You know, and one of these smarmy lawyer types would, you know, come in there and say, well, capitalism is great. Capitalism is good. Really? And yet you're taking away this person's ability to eat by saying that, you know, food stamps are bad because you're going to, people are going to go buy Twinkies with it. You know, and then you look at how much money the food stamp program costs the American government in comparison to military spending. That's nothing. It is it is a it is a grain of a spit of a thought of a drop in a bucket compared to well we we got to have our corner firing laser guided machine guns uh otherwise the terrorists win well you know and i, I hate to sound like a like a complete extreme leftist here but maybe if you stopped stomping around and pissing in everybody else's country maybe you wouldn't feel the need to have to defend yourself so much. You know, I, I hate to say it guys, you started it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get a, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to semi spoil. Uh, one of the great lines in one of the great put down lines in black Panther uh, was the, the white guy being called colonizer Ugh. now for those of you that haven't seen black panther first off what the hell is wrong with you second um that's a uh that's a stark reminder of how some people and some cultures can be viewed is Dallin wrong uh not exactly and not by a long shot anyway yeah, I, I I don't want to get into the whole colonizer tribalism thing, uh, because again that that steps into a that steps into an arena that I don't think we want to get into. 
no, not especially not right now. But the the, the point of it being that um, we here in the U.S. have a very sordid history with, like you said, clomping on a whole bunch of other folks in the modern time. Yeah, that's that's not too far from well, the truth at all. Then. I'm sorry, but you guys poke everybody with a stick and then get all reactionary when somebody pokes back. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's kind of our thing. So, uh, Bridget, um, I don't know what piece you want to close yourself off with at this point. I don't really have anything, so I guess plug all the things. <laughs> well, not, not just um, Joe, uh, anything that uh, you want to end up closing off with? I know you're you're looking around. Make sure that uh, Space Dog is not ready to talk. <laughs> no, I think she has finally uh, gone to sleep. I'm worried about the one that's trying to use my leg as a scratching post. <laughs> Ow! It's that love hate thing with cats. I I love them because they can be very affectionate. But oh my god, when the when the claws come out, it's like eh, that's the hate part of the love hate relationship. You you them. I still don't know where you get the whole affectionate thing from the single most indifferent life form on this planet. Yeah, mine's clawing my leg right now, but and, and we I, thought honey badgers didn't give a shit. Where do you think honey badgers learned it from? <laughs> but anyway, was there anything that uh, you wanted to end up close off with? No, no, I'm good. Um, tossed in my two cents on the whole, you know, Second Amendment thing, which is really the only thing I have any background on here. So <laughs> it's okay. And uh, Heretic Woman, since you are back and um. Thank you for sharing your pussy with us tonight. <laughs> Is there anything that uh, you wanted to close with? Uh, I think I pretty much covered it all. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's, that's, it's always good. I, I always want to make sure that, you know, we've, we've all had the opportunity of saying whatever pieces. Um, the piece that I wanted to remind myself about from, um, from the top of the show was something, uh, an argument that I, I had to deal with with somebody, and I I did not answer it correctly. Somebody made the argument, yelling and screaming, of of sorts. Well, not so much yelling and screaming, so much as barreling forward. Well, if you revoke the Second Amendment, what about revoking some of the other ones? Mm. What about revoking things <clears throat> like emancipation? or presidential term limits or the right to speech. And I really couldn't take it all in because I just couldn't at the time. And now I've had the opportunity of thinking about it for a couple of days. I've seen the argument that their amendments, they can be added they can be revoked. We did that with prohibition over here, where alcohol became, well, a, a black market. I'm not going to say of sorts, because it absolutely was a black market. And yes, it is entirely possible that the Second Amendment could be revoked. 
or any of them because laws work that way. Doesn't matter where they are. Laws can be added. They can be retracted. Here's the piece that I did not cover. It's not whether it's legal or illegal. By definition, any law that is passed through the channels that have been established by the law are legal. It does not make the law morally right. Think about that a second. We can do, we can lay out laws. And if they're passed the way that it's supposed to be, it's completely legal. It doesn't make it right. How can I support that? Simple. Go back to the 1950s and try to get a water fountain. What color is your skin? Think about the legality and then think about the ethics of that legality. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and have something to kind of talk about and think about for the rest of the week. Let me go ahead and thank everybody for being with us tonight over in the live chat. That has been uh, a whole bunch of you guys uh, who's currently on my screen. Wait a second. There is a thing where I can check and see who's currently in there, right? Yes, there is a thing. I did not realize. And this says that it's just Stephanie currently. I don't think that that's quite right. Because uh, Trippin was uh, over there, Shauna, and uh, I do not know why it's not showing everybody else. So uh, Evan, Stephanie, Trippin, and whoever else might still be at this point. And thank Devin, you. Devin just popped in. Yeah, I think uh, we had a few people here tonight. We had Felis, we yeah. had uh, Cameron, yeah. uh, Kelix, uh, who was at the show last night. Um, good God, we're, we're getting spillover. I think the way, uh, with the YouTube thing and the participants, uh, it, it kind of like stops counting them as a participant after so long after their last post, just so, you know, you know, um, there's another, um, like we've got the live chat here for YouTube. Um, watching a couple of other live streams, there's a, uh, another service called Streamlabs. And apparently it is a, uh, it's a chat slash donation. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, oh, we should pander for money. Uh, no, but, um, I just wonder if Streamlabs might be a way to get a more accurate, uh, sense of, uh, who's, who's in the chat, who's doing the chat type of thing. Well, we, we shall, we shall, we shall yeah. see. Not, not against looking into stuff. Kind of see how that, that meta think. Yeah. That's kind of the way it works up here. So. Everybody, thank you very much as always. Joey, thank you for your time and, uh, of course, your spilled blood this evening. We hope hope that you uh, take good care of yourself tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, cats are the original acupuncturists. <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering I currently uh, sleep right there and um, 
Oh God, he's hiding. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. He was pacing around and looking at me just a moment ago. Oh, oh no, Joe. I fully. And now he's missing. He's plotting your demise. This is the same. This is the same creature that uses my face as his mattress. And that's to say nothing of the rocket dog. Who I am calling the rocket dog, not because her name is Laika, but because the moment her mom lets her out of the cage every morning, one of the very first things she does is barrel at full tilt toward my cot. (laughs) That's a bad morning. That's every morning. No, you see, it's it's only a bad morning if said rocket dog then jumps and lands on a particular part of the human male anatomy. Which is generally her primary target. Like I said, <laughs> it's a bad day. Enough. <laughs> Still, thank you for your and time, she, man. And, and she now weighs 35 pounds. Uh, that's, that's, what is that, two stone? That's an awful lot for a mini Aussie. Yeah, yeah, Shujin, it's whether it's two stone, three stone, four, it's too much. <laughs> that's thirty-five. There's there. That's thirty-five pounds of unfettered, unrelenting, unrepentant energy. So, so basically, what you're saying it's a uh, it's a small artillery shell. <laughs> she is Close ro- she is rocket dog. Hear her scream. And oh, it's like a rocket dog. Don't, do this. No, no, don't, 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 don't make this happen. Bridget, thank you very much for your time this morning. You have yourself a good weekend. Thank you. Is this where I get to plug all the stuff? <laughs> you know, it's nice that you're actually being proactive about this for a change. Yeah. Usually it's like pulling freaking teeth with you. Well, you can find me on Facebook under Bridget Pitch. You can uh, read my blog at BridgetPitch2112.wordpress.com. And I will be recording an episode of Atheist Nomads tomorrow. Yay. Nice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You have yourself a great time with that. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Excellent. Uh, Heretic Woman, Yay. you get to follow suit. And it's so- good to have you back. Thank you. Now that you're old. Um, I know, but I'm still younger than you. I've got a graphic for you. you. You do your thing. I'll show you the graphic in a second. I saw your post this afternoon and I laughed. I, I was at our uh, monthly meetup and that came across my phone and I just... Ah! But anyway... Um, Tomorrow night, Beyond the Trailer Park, we are talking to Kevin Francis of the Left at the Valley podcast, which is out of BC. So the uh, Canucks are taking over, and that should be fun. And, of course, you can find that uh, beyondthetrailerpark.com or on Facebook, uh, YouTube, of course, the channel, Spreaker, Stitcher, all those fun places. And Full Chronic, of course, www.fullchronic.com. I didn't do an episode last week because I was kind of in a bit of a winter funk. <sighs> but uh, I shall be uh, putting one out soon. I'm, I'm actually quite thankful because then it gives me a chance to catch up. Ah, good. <laughs> 
No, it's just one of those weeks where I was just too tired and didn't want to do anything. And I, I, I get those. I, I get you. Yeah. So that that's the beauty of being the only one responsible for the show. It's like, oh, well, I think I'm taking this week off. <laughs> so, yeah, more more chronic sort of goodness, I guess, depending on your perspective will be coming soon but there is 12 episodes for you to catch up on anyway so there you go lots of fun with Allah <laughs> that guy's not very pleasant I just have to say well yeah again so far the most I've heard is just all kinds of threats and yes. extremely bad retellings of, of some things oh uh, my god I, I am so sick of Moses because he keeps telling he keeps telling the same story over and over, but he'll change like a couple details every time. Yeah, um, I just heard the second. I think it was the second or the third retelling of of the Moses story. Yeah, and it's like I think I think I'm up to four or five now. <laughs> oh, great! I got something to look forward to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, these these guys retell the story of Moses the way the Gospels retold the story of Jesus. Uh huh. Except there's only four of the Gospels. Well, four that were canonized. Who knows what the rest yeah. of them actually did? Okay. Four, four that we normally have to look at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but here it's just like, oh, it's a random chapter and we're going to start with Noah and go up to, like, I don't know. Well, they go Noah, Moses, and all the other guys in between. And oh, I, I so heard... <clears throat> I heard Abraham in there. Yeah, Abraham. Yeah. Job, he likes to talk about, or not Job, he likes to talk about Lot quite a bit. Mm. So, and, and that story changes a couple of times yeah. as well. And uh, and then there's Thamud and the camel, which is oh my God. obviously I, an Arabic one. But. Yeah, I I remember that one. They I think that was like four times or something. Oh, there's I, more. There's more of it too. <laughs> it's like, have you guys ever read Beowulf? Maybe a long time ago. You know, because they get into the story uh, of of Beowulf, and then there'll be like a camp where they're talking. And somebody else will start telling a story and that story will last for like a chapter or two before they finally get back to the actual story. And this is kind of what it feels like with the Quran. Story it's just like, in the story, yes. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. Like, on and <clears throat> on and on. Yeah. And uh, heretic woman, this is not yeah. the one I was looking for, but yeah, you want to go ahead and you want to tell me that you're still younger than me. Thanks ever. <laughs> You're the, so one, you're the one that reminded me that that I was the younger of the two. So, so you're kind of you're kind of blaming her for shooting yourself in the foot, Shujin. That that's not very nice. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, at least you're still younger than me. So there's that. Okay, that's true. I'm just but, and, I'm, and and I'd like to point out that I am also younger than Dallin. Yeah, I, I, I may not be the oldest person on the show, but I think I feel the second oldest. Could be. No, no, no. I, I say that because of Joey. Because ah. if, it, if you want to look at, you know, the odometer of life experience, he's got me lapped by quite a few thousand kilometers. It, this this is true. This is true. 
But anyway, so more more chronic fun to come. I just need um, to go in and have my fluids changed. You know, not, <laughs> not, not not just like you know, you know, qu- quick little blood draw and replacement. No, like a Chevy, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dallin, of course, thank you very much for your time, and uh, you you have yourself a, a safe uh, safe time because you're not going to be with us next week. Um, it's doubtful. Um, I'm not entirely. Uh, this is kind of a weird situation for me. Like I said before, usually when I fly out on these on sites, I'd be leaving like tomorrow uh, to get on site on Monday and then go through till about halfway <laughs> through Friday, then fly back. Uh, this case is a little bit different because of the way the contract was signed. I will be flying out next Tuesday and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I will be there all day and then actually leaving Saturday morning. However, the way the flight is, I'll be going from North Carolina to LA and then to Calgary. I have no idea why Delta is doing that. I think it has something to do with the fact that they're all on drugs. (laughs) Needless to say, um, I will be departing from North Carolina at about seven o'clock in the morning. Thankfully, my hotel is only 15 minutes away from the, uh, from the airport. Um, but it's going to be basically an 11 hour day. Mm, that's so, enough. yeah, so I'm not entirely sure what kind of shape I'll be in when I come in. Uh, I might be able to pop in and say hi, but let's not, uh, don't, don't ask me to sign anything to that just yet. Yeah. See, this is why when I when I went to Milwaukee, we I ended up airbusing it to Detroit because normally I fly out of Buffalo. Buffalo wanted to send me from Buffalo to Charlotte to Milwaukee. Oh, and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I went to Detroit and took a direct flight, thank you, which lasted all of like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to I have to watch my airfare too. Like there's actually there's a point that if I book my flight, if I book a certain one, um, I will actually get onto a live chat with our with one of our bean counters and they will say, Why don't you want to take this other flight? Well, I don't really want to bounce all over the continental United States. Uh, like a pinball just to get to a place that I could fly direct for an extra, you know, a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like there, there does come a point where I actually have to justify the expense. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would sometimes just assume, you know what, whatever, rather than, um, rather than deal with them because well, they're accountants. <laughs> and by the way, uh, heretic woman, there you go. I found the right. Uh... <laughs> those of you that are listening it's uh it's lovely little fluttershy who is yelling and screaming and saying if i had fingers i'd be showing you one <laughs> you're welcome uh, but anyway our world is a meme well it, it's kind of the way that it works besides mm-hmm. it's my birthday i can get away with it it's my one <laughs> so all the things that you do thank you very much for all of that and yeah, no worries um yeah, actually, I've got uh, several of the episodes queued up uh, that I will be bringing into holycrapthevlogcast.com for those of you who uh, don't want to look at our faces but love the dulcet tones of our voices. Uh, we do provide the audio alternative over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Um, as for myself, if ever I get around to, well, if ever I build up that head of steam again where I just feel the need to absolutely vent to the world, uh, you can catch those venting drippings 
over at inthewind.yo5.ca. As a reminder, for those of you that want to subscribe to the audio-only podcast, please remember the link is not the thing that says subscribe to the podcast. It's the little orange um, radar-looking thing that you actually have to hit instead. Found that one out the hard way because I went looking one time. It's a little weird. It's a it's a WordPress thing, apparently. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe you can see what we can do about fixing that for you. Maybe sometime eventually WordPress, you know, guys, thanks. Appreciate that. But in the case, uh, yes, all of you that were over in the live chat tonight, thank you exceptionally much. It was nice to see that the view count was uh, in the double digits temporarily. Price. It's kind of cool for a change. It only, so, it only took 200 plus episodes and we're. <laughs> we're yeah, getting we're getting better. Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting yeah. there. Um, Actually, you know what? We're so small that YouTube still doesn't care about us. <laughs> yeah. Fine by me. <laughs> As was mentioned, if you'd like to take a look at all of the social media links and uh, all of what we've got available to you, yes, holycrapthevlogcast.com. Everything that you need is pretty much over there. You can subscribe to us over all over on Facebook. I don't even know what the hell's going on with G Plus anymore. I, I don't know. I don't care. And, you know, funny enough, a lot of people are basically the same kind of way. If you would like, however, to send a voicemail message, please feel free. 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And even though we really don't post anything over on Patreon, if you'd like to give us a little bit of money, you can go ahead and do that. Patreon.com slash HCTV. Yes, I was actually able to get HCTV over there. Lucky me. Mm-hmm. One of the few times because I tried to do that for uh, I tried to do that for Twitter and it's I couldn't fit it all in there. It's holy crap TV. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, for those of you that are uh, wondering, uh, the Brooklyn Pilsner. <sighs> Sorry, it's beer. It's beer. <laughs> There's nothing. Nothing to say about it. And. Um, I've I've only got one left. I forget which one it is. So uh, that'll be next week. Uh, I'm going to be putting out the word to uh, a bunch of other podcasters, uh, specifically our partners in crime, our, our close family, our close family of <laughs> folks. The cash crew. <laughs> Basi- yeah, that's, that's basically what it comes down to. Um, and um, I'll put out the word and let them know that um, 208 is the uh, is the fourth anniversary and we'll see who's uh, who's available to come and join us and we'll kind of see if uh well i do not expect cash to be able to show up and that's okay but i want bill i would love to have suzy um, which by the way it's Bobby. bill's birthday it was Bill's yes. birthday. i was going to mention that uh but um bobby and there's ashley uh, Professor Stephen, um, I would love to see if uh, you know if if some of the others that are kind of associated come along and join us too for a little bit. Just to it's an anniversary, man. Just to shoot the shit. Plus, I mean, let's face it, any opportunity that I can kind of rub it in Bobby's face that we made it to over two hundred episodes before him is fine by me. Which was. <laughs> I did that during during their final episode. 
I was, I was, was there. I will get my beer and my popcorn for that one. Yeah, it was it was worth it. <laughs> so uh, I got a lot of stuff to put into the show notes for you guys. And uh, sorry that we kind of extended out, but you know, to you know, it's over two hundred episodes now. It feels it feels really really cool to be able to say, shit, we're actually doing something worthwhile. Or at the very least, nobody's serious with a cease and desist yet. So <laughs> go us. I'll take that. Um, I will be here next week. The following weekend, I will not. Um, we will see what's going to be happening with that. Because might be able to do a show, might not be able to do a show. We will see. So uh, we'll keep you up to date as to what's going on with that. But in the meantime, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us and thanks for making it worthwhile for us. So as always, I wish you all tonight the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, as always for my lady. It's over 12 years. Not quite 13 yet. But I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Thanks for wishing me the happy birthdays that you've always have. So, as always, until next week, the next time we get together, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.